0: this. Man, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for this word that, that I have. I think it's going to challenge you. It's going to provoke change. It's going to provoke thought. It might make some of you upset. It's okay. It won't be the first time people have been upset with me. But what I know is that I didn't conjure this up. I never have, just in case you wondered, (laughs) but since the pastors aren't here, I guess I'm the one that'll be starting counseling on Monday if people are upset, (laughs) volunteering Pastor Amy and Pastor Crystal, y'all gear up and get ready, (laughs) so yeah, in and out of season, right? So, my challenging word is going to make you look at yourself and not other people. So, I have a few questions, and when they come, I like to do the dramatic pause, and it's okay. I don't want you to out yourself unless of course you're confident. I like to out myself sometimes. I'm like, who did that? It was me, it's okay. Because I mess up too. So I sat and sometimes people, people know this about me and sometimes they don't. I like to ask God ahead of time, way ahead of time. I've known I was speaking today for like a couple months. <laughs> Lord, what do you want me to talk about? I could talk about the crickets, but it would be a boring message. And so, I stressed, I worried, just a little bit. Lord, the the clock is ticking, Sunday's coming, what do you want me to talk about? And then I'm gonna say this, so if anybody that I work with is uh, watching, forgive me. But halfway through my day, I was like, I'm kind of caught up. I'm just not going to focus on work today. And I'm going to sit in my room and I'm going to ask the Lord, What's going on? Lord, what's going on? (laughs) There's only a few days left. What do you want me to do? And He goes, I have a question for you. All right, because I've been asking you a lot. What's your question, Lord? He said, Are you making disciples? Well, If you're asking me, maybe the answer's no, or maybe I'm not doing it well enough. Lord, what is it that you are asking? And he said, I think I just asked you, are you making disciples? And so I don't always like to say that I'm a teacher, but when he asks me questions, I go into teacher mode and I start looking for definitions. Because I just want to make sure that what I got is what I need. So I was like, okay, what what does the dictionary say a disciple is? A disciple is a learner, a scholar, one who receives or professes to receive instruction from another, a follower, an adherent to the doctrines of another. And I went, ooh, okay. So he asked me again, Are you making disciples? And then it made me think of a question Can we make disciples if we are not ourselves disciples? So here's, here's the rabbit trail I went down to because I would like to say the answer is yes. Can we make disciples if we are not ourselves disciples? Let me explain. I know some of y'all already are like, wait, what? (laughs) I didn't ask if we were making disciples of God. I asked if we were making disciples. A learner, a scholar, one who receives or professes to receive instruction from another, who are we following? And who are we receiving instruction from? That determines what type of disciples we are creating. You hear, you hear rap artists say stuff like this all the time. I'm not a role model. That's my rapper voice. So I don't rap, it's okay. I'm not a role model but you make music videos and kids dress like you and, and kids sing your songs and they rap and they, they try to sound just like you. You've therefore just made for yourself a disciple. So then I looked, okay, well that's the noun. What is it to be discipled? Or, to, I'm sorry, to disciple people, to train to teach, to bring them up, to make disciples of, or to convert to doctrines or principles. Some people make doctrines based off of what they heard on Fox News. Some people make disciples based on what they Googled what they heard another person say. I'm a pastor, so I can do this. I like to throw my son under the bus. Because he lives with me. And if he ever wants to get mad, he knows how to pack. (laughs) He's 18 now, so if he don't like it, it is what it is. I didn't ask, but uh, we'll talk about it later. And so he likes to, we'll sit in the car and he'll, he'll hear something on the radio and, and he'll be like, man, that just makes me mad. And he'll just kind of go off on his own little tangent. And I'm like, where'd you hear that from? Oh, well, um, and I'm like, if you don't know, if you have not dug into it, you should probably not be so upset because you don't know. And it's so easy to hear other people and base your thought processes on what they said. Then you start to believe it, then you start to speak it, and people start to follow. Excuse me. (laughs) The danger of that, though, is it doesn't matter if they were on Fox News, it doesn't matter if they were on ESPN, It doesn't matter if they were in your congregation, and it doesn't matter if they're standing on your stage. If you don't dig into it for yourself, look, some pastors will get up here, and they'll start saying some stuff, and it is them and them alone, but it sounds good. Yeah, amen, I believe that, and then you make it a doctrine, and then you make yourself a follower of something that wasn't necessarily godly. Look, I'm not saying it happens here, okay? So for those of you who are like, is this a church that I should be at? Use discernment, okay? I'm not telling you that the pastors that come up here and speak are out of their mind. I'm not saying that. Do not hear me say that. So are we making disciples? Matthew twenty eight eighteen through 20. Let me read this. I have it typed out this time. And Jesus came up and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I commanded you. And, lo, I am with you always, even to the ends of the age. So, if you're not doing that, but people are following you, it may be time to examine yourself just to make sure you're following the right path. Because we're called to spread the gospel, not the gossip. I, I think I've said this before, but I have given Holy Spirit permission to elbow me in the ribs. And so I'll be like, ooh, did you hear? How you doing? <laughs> and what makes me laugh, this is, this is how I know it's my people. What makes me laugh is there will be some that will be like, mm-hmm. He got you, didn't he? He showed it. He showed it. I was about to say something, and I couldn't. And then some will go, what were you about to say? Oh, nothing. Holy Spirit says, shut up. But what were you about to say? Gospel. Not gossip. It's really, really easy to find which one you are. I just told you. When they go, if you keep pushing because you want to know what I was going to say, might not be gospel. Here's the thing. If you really want to know, ask Holy Spirit, what was she about to say? And if he tells you you were on a need to know, if he doesn't, it wasn't for you. Sometimes people's need to know isn't gospel It's gossip. I did. <laughs> oh, I gotta, I gotta have fun. Cause um, I gotta have fun. Cause if I don't, oh, I told the, I told the team when we were praying, I'm like, dude, I feel very heavy. And I was like, okay, it's not heaviness. I feel very weighty and feel like pastor Ren. I'm going to put a little joke here and there and, hopefully i don't slam you but if i do you needed it it's okay he slammed me it's okay i got back up and i'll help you too Amen. so <laughs> that was just that, that was the fun part the disciples part we're called to make disciples the lord hits me with this two-way conversation And then he hits me with two or three things at one time and says, talk about them all. Okay, well, we got two, and they're related. So Wednesday, I was talking to the Lord, and he gave me this word, replicate. And are we replicating who we are? And the same with making disciples, it could be a good or a bad thing. Are you replicating yourself as you see Christ and I imitate Christ so replicate me or are you one that's like I don't know where he got them words from when you're the one that says them that used to always make me laugh when adults would do that your baby said a bad word I don't know where he get that from but we know who you sound like when you talking to your sisters and your your people when you're venting and you don't sound godly? Anyway, I digress. <laughs> are we replicating who we are? There are some things that we'll, you'll, you'll start to catch when you're around certain people, right? We, we know that. Um, those of us in leadership, and Pastor Rena's has already said it, everybody knows. When he starts doing this, you're like, oh, he getting into it. I don't do the other one because it, looks weird to me when I do it. It feels weird. I feel like I gotta have a head shake with it and that's never okay. But he does this thing. I feel like I kinda get my pacing from Pastor Rachel who likes to walk and talk. And heavy revies with a pause. And then there's me, cause I'm the weird wacky one. If you've ever heard anybody go to devil lie to you, you're welcome. <laughs> it's just, it kind of becomes what happens. You start to replicate other people when you're around them. And so sometimes we do this, but we're out of order. Oh, the danger of doing things out of order. You could be replicating something, and it could be something good. You could be replicating something, and it is completely biblical. But if you don't know how to do so in his timing, and you replicate that, you have just created a monster. So it can be good stuff, but still be done in a poor way. Let's see. So we're making disciples and we're replicating ourselves, and sometimes we're replicating ourselves wrong. There's so many. hmm. The Lord keeps talking to me about all these different examples, and I'm like, oh, I could be here all day if I talked about that. I could be here all day if I talked about how some people in, in, on the worship team, I love y'all, I do it myself. We need the words to the worship song, but when the songs are on the radio, we don't need words. And we can sing them. I get on, I get on kids all the time. Why are you, what, is that? what is that song you're singing? Or what is, <laughs> what is that movie you're quoting? He said, what? Is that a movie you would let everybody watch? Oh, it's not? Oh, cool, what John 3.16 say? And then we talk about the crickets, because we don't know. We are allowing the world to be the replicators. We are allowing social media to tell us how to behave. We allow social media to determine what we wear, to determine how we talk, to determine how we dance. (laughs) But then wouldn't get caught dead at the altar dancing. Maybe if we want to see things changed in our lives, we should do something different. So, oh, this is making me laugh. Woo. Are we replicating well? So Paul, in 1 Corinthians 4, 14 and 17, says this. I do not write these things. If you want to know these things, go back and read 1 Corinthians 14. I do not write these things to shame you, but to admonish you as my beloved children. For if you were to have countless tutors in Christ, yet you would not have many fathers. For in Christ Jesus, I became your father through the gospel. Therefore, I exhort you to be imitators of me. For this reason, I have sent to you Timothy, who is my beloved and faithful child in the Lord. And he will remind you of my ways, which are in Christ, just as I teach everywhere in every church. So if I am imitating Christ and I have raised you up, when I send you, will you look like us? I had a conversation with somebody and I said this. I I have people that I mentor and I have people that I counsel. And sometimes I I look at where they're going and what they're doing, and then I go, cool. And then I look at myself in the mirror and I go, am I failing? Am I reaching? Am I replicating? And am am I pushing hard enough? Or am I pushing too hard? Because today you don't look like me. Today you don't look like Christ. So when you are replicating, it's sometimes not enough to ask, do they look like you? Sometimes the answer is going to be yes, and you ain't going to like it. Do they look like me? Yep. Oh. I need to change some things because if that's what I look like, I'm in the wrong. The people that follow you, can you send them out? Hmm. Pastor N said he, he goes out on, on ministry trips and sometimes gets asked back. Because of the level of honor and the level of understanding and knowledge that his team has. If you sent people out to go ahead of you, would they ask you to come back? Paul says, imitate me as I imitate Christ. So if you are imitating Christ, you should replicate well. What I like about this is what I always say is as long as you are breathing, there's time to fix it. Because I don't always represent myself well. And I can't always blame it on being tired or hungry. Let me be honest with you. From this side of the stage, sometimes I just don't want to. I am in progress. I'm not a, uh, a scared been watching Rugrats lately? Yes, I have. I'm not afraid to be, able to, to, to be able to stand here and say, sometimes I get it wrong. Sometimes I want to hide because I don't always have the answers. Sometimes people pop up out of nowhere and ask you questions and you don't know you have the answers until you open your mouth. I recently talked to one of my students who knew someone who was thinking about committing suicide. Don't know if I could say that if I did. Oh, well, sorry. Facebook will get angry. It's okay. And I'm like, dude, this is heavy. I don't know what I'm supposed to say about this. What am I supposed to do about this? Lord, what do I do? And then I immediately, it was like, hey, send them a message and tell them how much you like them and how much you appreciate their friendship. Make sure to say, I'll see you tomorrow. So if nobody expects to see you tomorrow, at least one does. And I would hope that in doing something like that, that it is a replication, that when I pass it to that student, they use it, and then they use it, and then they use it. So at least five of my students know what to do when someone doesn't wanna be alive anymore. So sometimes you don't know what you know. You've done so much of the studying so much of the reading of the word and then you sit on it and you do nothing with it so that's what the lord had said to me you do all this studying you're getting kind of plump there with all this studying of the word that you're not spewing out you should probably do something about that yes sir who are you replicating paul had timothy Elijah had Elisha. And Elisha, he was cool. He's like, I I don't want just what you got. I want double. And that's a cool thing to want, right? Oh, you are so anointed and your gifting is so powerful. I want double. But be careful. Are you ready to receive double? (laughs) If you can't replicate what you have now, you may not be ready to receive the double. No judgment.
1: What do I know?
0: I got dumped on as I was being stretched. Here, let me give you more as I stretch you out so you can handle what I have for you. It was great. It was contained chaos. Because I didn't know how to handle any of it. There was a season, I'm so glad some of you didn't know me then. There was a season y'all would have thought that I needed to be committed. Cause I stepped in, I some <laughs> I there was a there was a guest that came and oh my goodness, it was like this awakening conference and man they were pouring out like we had not seen. And the speaker comes to me and goes, <laughs> What are you believing for? I said, Everything you got. And he said, Are you sure? And I said, As I'm standing here. And he said, All right. He stepped back for a minute. He prayed a little bit, and then he came back and he put his hands on my head, and I was like, whoa, boom, and I hit the floor. Man, there were no catchers there for that. (laughs) Even if there were, they wouldn't have caught me. If you know, you know. If you've been to altar training, then you know about people like me. (laughs) We're the building that sways and then there's an implosion and i hit the floor and there was no one there i just remember hitting my butt on the floor real hard and going jesus yeah. and being gone <laughs> but i woke up and i was emotional i cried at everything when people said how you doing i cried What, nothing even wrong with me? Lord, what is happening? What started happening was they're asking me how I'm doing, but I know how they're doing. And it was thick and it was powerful. And while you're asking me about me, I need to be asking you about you. But then I don't, because I already know. It was tough. People would be upset. I was talking to you, and you were looking right through me. I didn't see you. The Lord was giving me movies and pictures. When I tell you I got slammed with everything, I got slammed with everything. I saw it. I felt it. I smelt it. I tasted it. Those are not fun moments. (laughs) But then the Lord was like, that was years ago. Are there any people around you who are seeing it, who are smelling it, who are tasting it like you did? No, not that I know of. Well, then you are not replicating people. Ouch. So, hmm. So he recently, like I said, he was talking to me about replication, and everything came alive after he said that word to me. I started, (laughs) I'm on this series where I had this plan, my plan, my plan of what I was gonna do, and the Lord was like, yeah, that's great, that's cute. I had my summer reading list all together. I was trying to be prepared I was trying to plan out and plot out like my, like my friend Emily over here. I've been trying to study her. I was like, replicate, you're good at organization. I need to follow you and see what you're doing. And then he was like, yeah, no. So he gives me this long laundry list of books that I need to read about prophecy. And I was like, all right, yes, Lord. And this is when he said to me, you do really good at understanding and seeking this knowledge for yourself. But if you are not pouring it out to others, what good are you? That hurt. That hurt. What good are you? So it sent me on this (laughs) lovely, lovely quest to dig in and figure out what it is I know, who I need to be pouring it out to, and who do I need to be talking to? Who do I need to be pouring out to? There are gonna be those people that come up to you that need what you have. And if you're gonna keep it buried, they're going to pass you by. And they're gonna keep seeking To find what it is you have, which will lead them into seeking people that they don't need to be seeking. So I said, Lord, what are we doing? And he's like, it's time for people to wake up. Yeah, I hear you, Lord. It's time for people to wake up. And so we start talking about some really, really tough things. I talk to him when I'm frustrated. What is happening? Why is this going on? And I even asked, the people that you, (laughs) the people that have come to me, did they come to me in the right season? Am I out of season? Like did they come to me at the time they needed me or were they supposed to come months ago? They waited and now they're here but they need to be with someone else i've asked tons of questions because i get frustrated everybody gets frustrated but i get frustrated when i don't see what the lord showed me ahead of time so then i got this really really hard this really hard vision lord help don't don't get offended So I started looking out and I started seeing sheep. And I, I had this discussion with a couple of people. So, if a shepherd is calling his sheep, they hear the call and they know it's their shepherd, right? And then they follow. So if it's time to get out of the gate and the shepherd's at the gate and they're all over here in the corner congregating and he calls out to the gate, they'll go to the gate. I went and I did some searching on how to handle sheep, how to tend sheep, things like that, and I've not come across anything that says the shepherd grabs a handful of grain or grass or hay or whatever it is that you're feeding your sheep and just kind of ran after all of them going, here, eat, here. Okay, hold on. Let me get this scoop. Hey, here. This is for you, Mr. Sheep. Enjoy. And so what the Lord had said to me was stop chasing them and know your worth. Lord, me? Is that, (laughs) I did the, is that a word from the Lord? Or am I just in my feelings because I'm frustrated? People who want what you carry will find you. And I can't go forcing people to take what I have if they don't want it. And I went, man, man, that's deep. That's deep. And so I've had people come to me, I need you to be my mentor. And I'm like, did you pray about it? And they're like, yeah. Multiple times I prayed about it. Okay, that's fantastic. Let me go pray about it. Because <laughs> I don't always know. I, I'm, I'm going to be honest, I'm not, I'm not walking around going, Lord, Who's my next person you're going to send me to mentor them? I don't I don't think that way. But I'm like, "Man, they're coming cuz they're hungry." And my statement used to be, "They're coming to me. What is it that I have?" And I asked the Lord that one day, <laughs> "You sent this person and they were they are not budging. You are to mentor me." It's been confirmed multiple times, so do it. And I was like, I'll pray about it. And then I was like, Lord, what do I have for them? And he said, what don't you have for them? Oh, It's time to shift my thought processes. Got you. You can't give them what you have if you don't believe you carry it. All this is going to come together. All this is going to be very important here in just a moment when I start stepping on toes. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I didn't ask if I could share this, but he's not here, and I have the mic. I love you. <laughs> so I had this word for um, Pastor Ren. It was very hard to give it. And I was like, "Lord, you're gonna have to provide an opening for me to give this word, cause I don't, I don't like hitting him with heavy stuff." And in this day, he gets up in the pulpit and he starts talking about how Pastor Chas gave this word a couple years ago that people were gonna start leaving the church, and he was like, "No, no, no, I don't, I don't want that." And then they start leaving the church, and he was like. Why'd you do that? And I'm like, would you rather me not tell you? He's like, you're right. I would want you to tell me. And I said, good, because we're not done. <laughs> what? We're not done. Round two. <laughs> I don't want a round two. Sorry. They're coming. Rather, they're going. <laughs> and they left. And he ca- he, I remember he cornered me in the kitchen of the old church and was like oh, yo this is brutal like if you're not a senior leader you don't understand how hard this is and I'm like I'm sorry and he goes Whew, I'm glad that's over and I was like well there's one more <laughs> but it's a little one what it's a little one it's okay but the little one was huge because of who they were, and they just bounced. And he came to me, you better be done. (laughs) He hasn't shown me anything else, Pastor, we're done for now. But it was very uncomfortable then, and it got uncomfortable this time. And so we hit 23, 24, And we started to speak about how this was the year of the door. And I went to Pastor Ren and I said, you know, (laughs) the Lord showed me you walking through a door and there will be those who think you're outrageous and they won't follow you. And he just looked at me and went, oh. There will be those that won't walk through the door with you. And then sometime later, maybe, maybe within a week or so, the word came back to me, and I could see this field, beautiful green grassy field, and our chairs were in the field. And the chairs were empty. <clears throat> I'm just going to read it so I don't get sidetracked. The chairs were empty, and then it started to rain, and the chairs began to fill with people. The chairs were almost filled to capacity, and then this big lightning bolt shot across the image. Those of you who are DC fans think of like the symbol of the flash, right? Just kind of popped up in the middle of the image. And what I felt like was that in this next season, people will begin to flock to the church, This church and the church. But what I felt like is that in the next season, people will flock in because they're hungry. And they'll need to see the tangible presence of the Lord. They'll come. But when they do, there will be a dividing line between those that are hungry and those who are not. There will be a time to get in line and to be fed, but some will not take the invitation. Instead, they will start to see that they're not getting the attention they were getting before. They'll start to get offended that they're not getting the individual time that they were getting. And instead of using the equipment that they have, the resources that they have been given to dive in and be a part of the discipleship and the replication. They'll decide to leave hurt, and they'll look for another flock. And I sent that word to Pastor Ren and Pastor Rachel, and I was like, am I allowed to say that? (laughs) It might upset some people. Pastor Rachel read it, and she was like, well, you're not wrong. She didn't say yes or no, so I said it. But here's what happens. So I've always talked about it, maybe not from the stage, but what I call spiritually fat babies. And we get all the information, all the information, and we just keep feeding, just keep eating, and we never get rid of it. We never pass it on to the next person who needs it. And so we just continue to get spiritually fat. And it always makes me think of Violet from uh, Willy Wonka. Just keep growing. And so that's what happens is we just, we just consume it and consume it and consume it, and we don't ever pour it out. And so what will end up happening is we had, oh, gosh, what's their name again? Power Force come in here and talk about how all the people would pour in after they witnessed to the students, and they would all come in, and they would bring their families, and everybody would come, and hear what had to be said, and people would give their hearts to Jesus, and that is fantastic. I love it. But once they've received Jesus, that's when the real work begins. And so what'll happen is there are those, and I'm going to, This is what I do to the youth, I'm gonna keep looking at the floor because I don't want to make eye contact with anybody and make them think I'm talking about them. The word is heavy enough, you're already getting told who you are and which side of the line you're on. But so what happens is you'll get to a point where you're like, all these new people have started coming through the door. Yay! Pastor Wren didn't talk to me today. You know, I waited around for 15 minutes and he was over there talking to that new lady. Rude. (laughs) And then you'll get in your car and ride home silently thinking you're riding home silently, but the enemy has already been whispering to you before you got in your car. So you spend the whole car ride listening to the enemy tell you how much he doesn't really care for you. It was just a show so that it looked good in front of the rest of the congregation. And you begin to nurse the gossip and you begin to nurse the lie inside your brain. And then you're upset And then you go, you know what, come to think of it? Pastor Amy didn't speak to me either. I made it all the way to my car and Dean did not kiss my forehead. This church is clearly not for me. And then every gift that has been activated within you that starts to lie dormant because you're not using it gets boarded up because you're hurt and upset. And you go look for another shepherd in another congregation with your gifts all hidden. And you don't use them there either because that Shepherd's going to hurt me just like this one did. Then you become nice and comfortable sitting in the pews. Hiding everything you have. Hiding every gift that was activated in you. So there will be that dividing line between who's going to open the box and who's not. So when new people walk in the door, I know you've heard this before. (laughs) Just say it how it comes to my head. So when new people flock to the door and they come in and they are looking and they are seeking and they are hungry, and you're expecting someone with the title of pastor to do it all, you will probably be one of the ones who walks out the door because you're refusing to use what has been activated within you. It is not my job to walk around and grow everybody. But what I can do is grow those around me. So I've been reading this book, and it has been phenomenal. And one of the things that... I keep saying this book, and I haven't told you which one it is. That's okay. <laughs> as I'm reading, she starts talking about the fivefold. And if you operate as an evangelist, it's not your primary task to replicate pastors you have to replicate who you are. So if you operate in, in that lane as an evangelist, are there other evangelists coming up under you? If you operate in the prophetic, are prophetic people following you? And if they are, they won't have to come to Pastor Chas and go, I need a word from the Lord. They can go to those who have been replicated. Then the 50 people that walk in next Sunday won't walk out rejected, and neither will you, because you've been activated to move. People should not walk out the door mad that the pastors didn't speak to them. They should walk out the door mad if no one spoke to them. It's not our job to single-handedly take on everything. So the question is, if you are not replicating, why? Congregants need to root. Here's the thing about it, is you're not just doing it for your growth. You're doing it for other people. If you look at and think about a tree, it's seeded, it's rooted, it grows and produces seed, right? Or fruit and all those lovely things that people can consume. But it also provides uh, shelter and shade for others who are not part of the tree. So you can't look at, you can't look at this season and say, I'm in it for me. You've been here, I love you. Some of y'all have been here long enough that you should have a group of people that are just, like, making your own Bible study. Dude, did you hear that word Pastor Ren gave? Dude, did you see, man, Pastor Chas was speaking fire. Whatever the case may be, you can go home and talk about that. You can go home. You can pull somebody, go to lunch and talk about it, and then talk about what the Lord has been speaking to you through it. Allow yourself to be vulnerable and go, She was talking about me. (laughs) The Lord told me I was supposed to hop on social media and start spreading the love of Jesus and I ain't done it yet. She was talking about me. What has he told you? All right, I picked on a couple, y'all. I'll say it about myself. You know who you are. You know what I've spoken to you. You know all the things that have pointed to you being this person who you are, and yet no one is following you. Sir or ma'am, you have a problem. How many people have you walked away from and given a prophetic word to? One on a good day. You're failing. You're not replicating. You're not duplicating. Fix it. Yes, sir. So last week during our prayer time, we were done praying and everybody started walking out and I was still standing like this. (laughs) And so Pastor Shoshana comes up and she goes, What'd he say? Was <laughs> he showing you? Like, cause you're gone. I'm I mean, I'm like Huh. It's often the face that I have. So if you see that, I'm not mad or anything. <laughs> Just trying to process the vision. <laughs> it's my thinking face. <laughs> so this is what this is what I saw. There are those. <laughs> There are those of you who wake up and you're like, yeah, I'm the the woke church. I woke up, yes. And you look around and you don't see an immediate threat. So you roll over and go back to bed. And then you wake up on Sunday morning and you're woke. The Lord's gonna do something today. And then you go home and you don't see anything, so you go back to bed. And we can't do that. We can't do that anymore. This is what I ask. What if you're at home and someone got into your house because, oops, silly you, you didn't lock the window. And so you're sleeping, you don't hear anything, but you know how it is when you wake up and you're like, I feel something the hair on the back of my neck is starting to stand up, something's going on, and you lay there for a minute. Okay, I didn't hear anything, so must be nothing. And you roll over, you go back to bed, you wake up in the morning, God forbid, now your electronics are gone. You go into a room and one of your children is missing. You think crazy, right? That would never happen, right? But it's happening now. You just don't see it because you're using your physical eyes. The enemy is sneaking into your house and he is taking your stuff. But because you woke up and you looked and you yawned and you saw nothing, you did nothing. So maybe if you have eyes to see and you have those type of discernment and perception skills, you should be replicating those things so that your brothers and sisters are not continuing to be robbed. So this is that call, right? This is that moment. We spent January talking about the war in 24. And yet we wake up and fall back asleep. Doesn't sound like preparation to me. So my hope is that somewhere in this message, you went, oh, all right, time to put my head up and time to get moving. Start asking yourself, where do I really plug in because this isn't not this is not about plugging into this church right this is about plugging into what the kingdom is doing so that you can replicate the kingdom as it is in heaven so shall it be in the earth but is it will it be this morning, I said I was going to say it, and then I plugged it in there somewhere, but I don't remember where I put it. So, this morning, I was asking the Lord, what's happening? What are we going to do today? What are you going to do today? And I went in for prayer early, and I was pacing and singing and praying and marching and doing everything else that us crazy prophetic people do. And what I heard was, y'all remember the song? Well, I went to the enemy's camp, and I took back what he stole from me and I'm humming it and then the Lord goes you cannot take back what the enemy stole you can't go to his camp this is what he said that's how he said it you can't go to the enemy's camp until you clean out what he's done here you got to kick him out of the house before you can push him back and go into the camp where he's taking your stuff. Because he's here. He's moving. He's prowling. He's doing everything he can to devour us. And if we're not replicating who we are, we're leaving our brothers and sisters vulnerable. So I hope that this is the call to action where you will start to plug in, where you will start to answer the question, how hungry are you? And if you're hungry, what are you hungry for? And so I'm going to (laughs) close with this lovely parable that always just grips my heart. In Matthew 25, the parable of the talents, we all know it. For it, being the kingdom of God, is just like a man about to go on a journey who called his own slaves and entrusted his possessions to them. To one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, each according to his own ability. And he went on his journey. Immediately the one who had received the five traded them in. And gained five more. In the same manner, the one who had received two gained two more, and the one who received one talent went away, dug a hole, and buried it. Which one are you? You know the story. So the master comes back, the one who received the ten, he says, well done, good and faithful slave. You are faithful with the few things. I will put you in charge of many. Enter into the joy of, of your master. To the one who had received two, he said, see, I've gained two more. And his master said to him, well done, good and faithful slave. You are faithful with the few things. I will put you in charge of many. Enter into the joy of your master. And the one who buried... His talent said, I was afraid and went away and hid your talent in the ground. See, you have what is yours. But his master answered and said to him, You wicked, lazy slave, you knew that I reap where I did not sow and gathered where I scattered no seed. Then you ought to have put my money in the bank, and on my arrival I would have received my money back with interest. Therefore, take away the talent from him and give it to the one who has the ten. For to everyone who has, more shall be given, and he will have an abundance. But for the one who does not have, even what he does not have shall be taken away, or what he does have shall be taken away. Throw out the worthless slave into the outer darkness, into the place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So what are you duplicating? The one with the five received five. The one with the two received two. What is it that God has given you that you have not given to others? You don't have to be as articulate with your words as some. You don't have to be able to say, I've seen X amount of healings like others have. You just need to be the best you God created you to be and give the best of the gifts he's given you. How hungry are you? Are you hungry to see the kingdom grow? Are you hungry to just see yourself grow? Will you be one who leaves hurt or will you be one that presses in and helps grow the kingdom? We want to pray for you. Send us a message with your prayer requests through Facebook or email and let us know how we can pray for you today. Also, let us know how this message impacted your life. I love you. God loves you. Shalom.